This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. It's JJ McKinnon who wins inside a free kick midway inside the Bradford City half. Free kick comes in by the left boot of Mare, pinging around. It might be put into the back of the net by James Connolly. It's put into the back of the net by James Connolly. And that was the lucky bounce of the ball that it was looking for. Six yards out, second phase of the free kick. And inside two and a half minutes, Morecambe take the lead here at the University of Bradford Stadium. And it's defender James Connolly with it. Left-footed free kick from the right-hand side, midway inside the Bradford City half. The Bantams didn't clear it, fell pretty fortuitously to Connolly, six yards out. Flag stayed down and he whipped it right-footed into the bottom corner past Harry Lewis to make it Bradford City nil, Morecambe one inside the first three minutes. What a start for the Shrimps. Platt can't find his teammate. That's picked up by Eli King. McKiernan and here's Jordan Sloop and stretches legs on the left-hand side, keeps the ball in, needs some support from... Adam Mess, Lou still going, gets his crossing from the byline as well and it's forced over for 2-0. And the Shrimps double their advantage in the 18th minute. It's JJ McKinnon with it. Beautiful ball down the left-hand side. I thought uh, Jordan Slew was going to just slip it back into the path of Adam Mayer, but Slew did ever so well to get it in from the byline. And three or four yards out, there's JJ McKinnon sliding in at the near post to force it over the line and this is a dream opening 20 minutes or so for Jed Brannan's men here at the University of Bradford Stadium this Boxing Day afternoon. It's Bradford City nil, Morecambe 2 and it's JJ McKinnon who's king. Found a bit of a call this out there and that allows Bradford to nick possession back again. Cross comes in. Andy Cook's got a clear sight of goal here. It's into the back of the net for 2-1. We should have cleared that and we didn't. And Bradford City have half the arrears just on the hour mark. Quite a sloppy passage of play for both sides there, really. Ball inside the Morecambe penalty area. I thought Andy Cook was going to end up having a clear sight at goal. It fell very nicely, though, indeed, to his teammate. And it was... In fact, it was Clark Adore who'd managed to slip that in from inside the penalty area. Substitute on at half time, and I think Jed's going to be disappointed with that and the manner in which we conceded it. Bradford still in possession, midway inside the Morecambe half. Ball out towards his left hand side, and Slew as well to stop that pass. Couldn't find the Morecambe shirt though. Kieran Kelly whips the cross, and it's a really dangerous one where it's smashed in for the equaliser. And you can hear what that's done to the Home crowd here, it was Brad Halliday drifting in from the right-hand side and he met it really well. It's Kieran Kelly's cross from the left-hand side. Back post, three yards out, smashes it past Adam Smith and Morecambe have let a two-goal lead slip here this afternoon. Halliday with it. Bradford two, Morecambe two. Halliday! 
Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio. Well, I think that probably was a free kick, but the referee, Darren Drysdale, points to the centre spot, puts the whistle to his lips and brings proceedings to a close. An entertaining encounter here at the University of Bradford Stadium this Boxing Day afternoon. Morecambe racing into a two-goal lead inside the first 20 minutes. Goals from James Connolly with just two and a half minutes on the clock. And Adam Mech, free kick on the right-hand side that wasn't properly cleared. Fell nicely into Connolly's path and he swept it past Lewis for the opening goal of the afternoon. It was 2-0 on 19 minutes. Great work down the left-hand side by Jordan Slew. Got to the byline, squared the ball across and there was JJ McKinnon to slide the ball in at the near post for his seventh goal of the season as the flag stayed down. 2-0 at the break then and Morecambe uh, were deserving of the lead as well, you have to say. But Graham Alexander's men who've won six games in all competitions heading into this encounter on Boxing Day afternoon uh, didn't give up they made a couple of changes brought a couple of subs on and uh, just pressed and pressed and pressed they pinned Morkin back for large parts of the second half uh, but we defended ever so well we thought we were going to see the job out Clark Adore reduced the arrears to 2-1 uh, finishing nicely after the ball fell into his path about 10 yards out couldn't really miss really he slipped the ball under Adam Smith and then the equaliser come in 8 minutes from time it was Brad Halliday with a fine finish you have to say drifting in from the right hand side uh, got a right footed volley from close range past Adam Smith from a Kieran Kelly cross from the left to make it on as even Morecambe were terrific in the first half we were pegged back significantly in the second but all in all do you know what I think if we'd have said before a ball was kicked you'll go to the University of, Bol- of uh, Bradford Stadium Valley Parade and you'll uh, play out a 2-2 draw I think we probably would have taken that before a ball was kicked but it's going to be disappointing of course Jeb Brannan's not going to be best pleased that we let a two goal lead slip but you have to say Bradford City here certainly at home are a pretty formidable outfit and they did come on really really strong in the second 45 minutes but I think overall you have to say a very very good point on the road to start our festive programme of fixtures. Well, Jed, a 2-2 away draw at Bradford today, Boxing Day. Uh, just basically your thoughts on the game? Fantastic game, to be honest. A great game to watch from the sidelines. Um, I thought first half, we absolutely dominated the game. Could have been, could have went in four or five. Easy, we hit the post. Oh, that stayed out off Jan and Eli. So, absolutely delighted with the first half performance. But we knew we knew second half they were going to come out at us and that's to defend. Obviously, we conceded at a bad time in the game, and then obviously the crowd helped them get back in the game, and they were throwing crosses and everything. But I've just got to say, our lads, absolutely brilliant here defensively. Second, second half, we haven't beat, we haven't had that against us before with that many crosses coming in and dealing with the ball. So, to be fair, you go into games like that, you you come away with a, a two-two draw against Bradford at home on Boxing Day. We've done what we'll take that, but when you go two 0 up, you're a bit disappointed, but. It is what it is. I did say at the break, you were 2-0 up, you were playing so well. Were you disappointed it wasn't more than that at the half-time? I was, to be honest, yeah. I just thought um, the way we were playing first half, as I said, it could have been four or five, no problem at all. But I just love the way we're improving all the time. I'd, I'd say that's our best performance since I've been at the club first half and, uh, and the way we dug in second half was good as well. Bradford came into it, six wins on the trot, 18,000 people behind him. That first goal for them was all important, wasn't it? And they, they just it made it hard for you after that, didn't it? It was. You see our lads' side, because they worked uh, ever so hard first half. So 
you, you're gonna you're gonna get that here when the crowd are, are roaring, getting the ball in the box, and obviously ricochet to someone, and obviously they like got to tap in. But it is what it is. We're happy with the, uh, the point in the end, and we'll, we'll move on to Friday. Great start for you, James Connolly scoring after two minutes, and then JJ McKinnon, another goal from a left wing cross. Yeah, um, so we done really well for the second goal. He got down the down the touchline, got a great cross. JJ got across his man. Yeah, and James finished the first one really well. So delighted with it. Yeah. Do you sort of feel at times, you know, we saw it in the first half, a bit more care with the final pass, and this team, this team could really go places. If you, see, if you see the way we passed the ball first half, we absolutely cut them open to bits. It, breaking the lines all the time with the passes and the pace of Slew and Adam and, and Blocko up the front three was, was brilliant and we, they didn't want to cope with us to be honest The uh, game itself though second half obviously Bradford came, came back into it and you can probably see why they've done so well in recent weeks They've got a top team Bradford 18,000 fans compared to you know, the budget they've got compared to ours Listen, they, we knew that was going to come it's just how we dealt with it how we deal with it and we dealt with it really really well obviously everyone of us was Sleeves up and winning ahead is flying into tattles. Just a pity we never took the three points in the end. Well, James, a 2 2 draw at Bradford today. You were 2 0 up at half time. Disappointed or glad of the point? Um, bit of both, really. It's obviously, you know, you're 2 0 up in a game, you, you want to see that out, get the three points. But you come here, we said at half time they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. They brought up a few big lads on up top and stuff. So I think when, when we sit down tomorrow and the dust settles, I think we look back and say it's a good point. And a good day for you and uh, scoring again after just two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's always good to score. I didn't really know much about it, but I'm not really bothered about that. It's, you know, it's up to the lads at the other end of the pitch. I'm just disappointed not keeping the clean sheet and the three points is the main thing for me and we didn't get that, so not too happy. No. Talking to the manager, he was so, so pleased with your first half performance and it was probably the best since he'd been here. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that, especially coming here. I don't know how many they had in, nearly 20,000 maybe. Good atmosphere. I think we took the crowd away from them. Played some good footy, scored two goals. Could have been more. So, wouldn't argue with that yet. But obviously disappointing. And I think th- there was good elements second half as well. To be honest, you know the way we dug in. We haven't had many games where we need to dig in as a team. Last ten when they're throwing every night. You so we'll just take the positives and move on to Friday. You had a lot of defending to do today. Players like Andy Cook make it really hard for you. Just a shame you couldn't hang on. Yeah, they do. They've got some good players. I played against Andy Cook a few times. Um, you know, it was good in the air, he scores goals at this level and uh, they've got a few other good players, so we knew that before the game. We uh, tried to set, set up to stop them, but you know, think about ourselves, because you know, we've got some really good players as well, and I think first half especially showed that we've just run and riot all over them, I think. But yeah, good game of football, I think, for the neutral, to all, end-to-end, second half especially, so we take the point to move on, yeah. The crowd make it a real cauldron, don't they? What's it like to play in? good yeah it's, it's loud I think when you when you get playing yourself first half especially we could sense they were getting on their backs the moans and drones and stuff but then when they scored when they scored the first goal you could sense they were trying to suck the ball in and the second goal especially that's where as a team we just know you know get get inside get together ground the points out and you come places like this you know it's, it's like a Premier League stadium in it really I think when the car gets behind them like that you'll have to say it's a, it's a good point
It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks for downloading this episode. Thanks for your eyes and ears on Shrimps Live as well. Really appreciate it. And of course, hope you've had a wonderful and magical Christmas so far. Disappointing then for the shrimps that we couldn't hold on uh, at Bradford on Boxing Day. But I think overall, we should be pretty pleased with the point. Perhaps not with the manner that we conceded both the goals, because I think on uh, both occasions, we should have done better defensively it's as simple as that really it was individual mistakes not clearing our lines properly and I think that's what's going to frustrate Jed Brannan more than anything else is the fact that in general play uh, we were really good certainly in the first half we were absolutely terrific more backs to the wall stuff in the second half but we were still by and large defending very well indeed I can't recall Adam Smith having uh, much of a save to make in the second half for all of uh, Bradford's possession and territory Uh, so uh, to concede those two goals in the manner we did bit disappointing but we move on and uh, we go to Notts County on Friday that's not going to be a, an easy game of course by any stretch of the imagination looking forward to going back to Meadow Lane no not being there for a while and ahead of the game I've been talking to Tom Wagstaff Tom is uh, one of the presenters of Notts County Torquay Notts County uh, fans channel podcast YouTube social media uh, you name it it's all there and uh, Tom the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Luke Williams men ahead of our trip to Meadow Lane this coming Friday night 7.45 kickoff. if you're not heading down to the game of course full match commentary as ever on Beyond Radio and I follow shrimps so Tom thanks for jumping back on the pod mate Merry Christmas first and foremost of course uh, before we get going uh, what do we need to know tell us everything we need to know about uh, Notts County Talk what it's, what's it all about where can we find it what do we need to know yeah thanks for having me back on Merry Christmas to you too um, yeah Notts County Talk um Fan run podcast on a Thursday night live on YouTube, previewing all the games, um, looking back at the games we've just had. Um, not so fantastic at the minute, but yeah, we've been really upbeat in the last year or so with what's been going on back in the Football League. And um, yeah, reaction and vlogs for most matches, um, home and away. And it's quite fun watching you. You're not alone in doing this. I think there are other clubs that that do it. And you sort of almost do an in-game analysis, don't you? Certainly you bang a piece out at half time, and then you've got an on-the-whistle reports analysis as well and uh, it, it's the proper raw good stuff yeah we're um <clears throat> I do, the podcast i do with george and the vlogs with george we're pretty good at getting it up within the hour of full time uh so we try our best to get that up you know before six most games um and it's just yeah a way for fans to interact and and get our thoughts but obviously a way for them to comment and we, we find out what they thought of the game as well now, you had a great start to the season, Tom, everything going brilliantly and it couldn't have gone really much better and banging them in for fun, playing teams off the park. And and as you've alluded to there, it's not quite gone to plan in recent weeks, a bit of a bump in the road. So uh, I guess my question is, what has changed between the first couple of months of the season and and, and the way things are right now? Uh, it's a very, very easy answer for me to give, if I'm honest. We've been worked out, pure and simple. Um, teams didn't know how to deal with our intensity at the start of the season um, even when we weren't playing too well teams couldn't break us down uh, we looked okay Morecambe away from home uh, 0-0 um, one of only three clean sheets we've had all season which is is really poor if I'm being honest from conceding 36 in the whole of last season to three clean sheets shipping five, five against Sutton five against Colchester teams have worked us out and the blueprint is and, you know, I'm not giving anything away here um, because it's that simple. 
just press us. That's it. And you've, you, you've pretty much guaranteed yourself a draw if you press press Notts County. Now, we've when we played earlier in the season, we got that nil-nil draw. We were happy for you to have lots of the ball. I can't remember exactly what the stats were. I think you had a 70-plus percent possession for an away side, but you didn't seem to be doing much with it. You were always intent on recycle, recycle the passes and on. So we'll recycle it again and again and almost to the nth degree. So if you're saying that we should have been a bit more attacking, we might have got a bit more success. Yeah, I definitely think that. And I, if I remember back, I know it was only the third or fourth game of the season. There were a couple of chances for Morecambe right in the last couple of minutes where one flash wide, and I don't even know, you might have even, it either got cleared off the line or you hit the woodwork. I think it was cleared off the line. What I was impressed with and what I went into the game against Morecambe is I think your front four were all under 22 years of age. And I thought to yep. myself, no problems. Like we've not got the best defence, <clears throat> but we'll have no issues. And I think this tells a lot about our defence. I think you were the more threatening side throughout the 90 with basically in football terms, four kids at top. So what do you need to do to put things right then? Has, has Luke Williams got a plan B or is he very much bloody minded of this is this is the way we play, so sort of like it or lump it? That's a hard one. I, I think, and I've never been like this, we are, we are a very, very positive podcast. Like we will never call out individual players. Um, we're not about tagging players on, on Twitter or Instagram. We don't do any of that. But it has got to the point now where I, I think it has to be January signings. Luke spoke about giving the players that got us up um, the opportunity to prove themselves. I'm 100% behind that. I think you can destroy a team's uh, cohesion if you just bring players in and change a whole team. They've had, by the time we play Morecambe, it will have had 20, 23, 24, 25 games. They've just, it's not working. I don't want to say they're not good enough because these players have played League One, League Two before, but in the system we're playing and the way we're playing, it isn't it isn't good enough. And we're filming this after after our Harrogate loss, 3-1. We've still got Doncaster at home to come, who I know more can put five past. And we've got Stockport, who put eight past Sutton. Um, and things can change quickly in football. Like We could have got two clean sheets in those games, but I very, very much doubt we will. Things are getting steadily worse defensively, and th- there's no sign of improvement at all. Now, your gaff has been linked with a, a number of jobs, hasn't it, as well, in the, in the last couple of months. Notice just today's link with the return to Swansea. I mean, a lot of it's paper talk and online speculation, isn't it, obviously? But does that play any part in in sort of rocking the boat in, in, in terms of what you're doing? Uh, no, I don't think so. He was heavily linked with the Oxford job, heavily linked about three, four weeks ago. Um, and it, it, it was like odds on favourites. And I, I do genuinely think unless it's the Championship or Premier League, don't take any notice of odds because no one has a clue. Um, below that championship level and uh, he basically just came out and was like no there's been no approach nothing's happened we've trained as normal this week and would he go to Swansea mm, it's a big step up would Swansea look at a team that have conceded the third most in the whole of the uh, whole of League 2 I don't necessarily know um, he's been there before with Russell Martin I don't think it rocks any any boat Um and it, uh, the only way it rocks them is if the rumours are true and the players will obviously see he's gone for interviews and things like that. But unless unless that's going to happen, then uh, we're okay. 
And despite everything, Tom, you still are in a in a great position. I mean, you say we're recording this now before our respective games on the 23rd of December, you know, Christmas schedules and all that. But you are still in the playoff spots. Is it fair to say that before a ball was kicked, you would have been at least reasonably happy if you would have said in at the end of July, come just before Christmas, you're going to be six in the League Two tell. You, you would have taken that, surely? Yeah, 100%. Like I sound very downbeat at the minute, it's because the performances I've been watching, like the goals we concede, we're not being, we're, we're not ripped apart at all. We're, we're literally passing the ball to their players, slipping over, playing one too many passes, goalkeepers kicking it out to their strikers, things like that. It, it's really disheartening to watch, and I could almost take it if we played teams that were established in this league, like. Harrogate, I suppose they're established, and, and Warsaw, and they were absolutely ripping us apart. And I just sit there and think, you know what? We've come up to a different division. We've just got to stay in. But none of the, not many of the goals are our own doing. We gave the ball away for Harrogate's third just after we we pulled one back, and they went to do the end and scored. So I am I am very happy with where we are six. It's just frustrating because if we'd had these defensive problems sorted out, and this is this is no, like, I'm not being cocky here, I would be comfortably top three comfortably because the attacking talent we've got but it's it's so frustrating and I want to like I'm going to get my point across on our podcast later this week that we can be really content with where we are in the playoffs and we're going into Christmas in the playoffs because we can't be caught up but also we can still think it's not good enough as well yeah I think the two can can certainly go hand in hand can't they you can be happy but also disappointed at the same time I think there's no no getting away from that all things considered then, going into the busy Christmas period, Tom, uh, let's look at your team then, if we may. And uh, no, it's not been a, a, a very long time ago since we played you, of course, but uh, time does fly, doesn't it? And things do change and players go in and out of form and I suppose and that kind of thing. What do we need to know uh, that uh, perhaps is different? Um, well, not much from what you've just said, but uh, what do we need to know about a Luke Williams, uh, not County team? Likely lineup formation, wants to watch. What do we need to know? Um... Jody Jones, I can't remember if he did play at Morecambe, um, has, the more he's played, he had he had three serious injuries, went something like, played only a few games in, in 900 odd days. <clears throat> the more he's played, the more ridiculously good he's getting. Like he's playing himself back into form. He was out for like a few years. He scored a freak against Harrogate. He was running the game. At one point, they just thought, none of this, not team, we're doing anything else. We're going to stick three players on Jody Jones. And at times he was still beating all of them. So Jody Jones is definitely one to watch. Um, I think what you'll see different, David McGoldrick, there's a pattern emerge, starting to emerge, which uh, is not fantastic that he just doesn't show up away from home at all. Um, that was the case, I believe, at, at Morecambe. He missed an absolute sitter. Um, if I remember it correctly, at home, he'll be completely different if he does play. He's carrying a bit of a shoulder injury. Um, Langstaff, when we we played, I don't think he'd scored a League Two goal. Um, he's now got one. So we are... We're growing, and not all those players I've mentioned are attacking talents. Defensively, it can be any of the five or six defenders we've got, and I, I, I don't think there'll be a different outcome defensively. Tell us all about Dan Crowley then, Tom. Uh, we loved him at Morecambe, and uh, he's, he's been doing the, the business for you as well. Yeah, I don't know if he scored headers at Morecambe. But no, he, he definitely didn't. No, definitely not. Um, him and Jody Jones just had this link-up, especially earlier in the season, where Jones had put like a... Yeah, it's a sort of the corner of, of the six-yard box. And just be there every time, heading it in. He is a very, very good player, but he's suffering at the minute, as are, as are all the players, because we just we 
we can't play the ball out from the back because the blueprint is to pressers. And he's really struggling. He he was at times against Harrogate, I think he got fed up and he, he ended up coming to collect the ball off the centre-backs himself. And that means he's not as effective as he can be. Um, but I'm sure he, he's going to find, it's not even his form really, it's just it's the impact of the way we're playing on him. But he's a super player. We absolutely love him. And uh, I'm sure Morgan fans would agree he's probably not a League 2 player. He's probably a League 1 player. Yeah, we, we, it sounds to me, Tom, as if he's, he's doing the same at the moment for you as that he did for Morecambe. And that was, he had to sit deeper and deeper and deeper to get possession. And then obviously the deeper you are, the less effective you can be in the final third. And, and that was the problem that we had with him. He'd have lots of the ball. And the other problem that, that we found with Dan was he was holding on the ball, onto the ball for too long because the other players around him weren't as quick mentally as him to, to to see the pass or see the space and then he'd hold on to it for too long and 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 the move would break down and it sounds very similar to what is what's happening at the moment for you yeah he, he was picking up as i said against harrogate and no, there was no movement and you think what as good a player as he is what is he supposed to do um but when he's on form and you know when we're when teams are pushed back he can put the ball through the eye of a needle he can score he can I don't know if he did it in Morecambe. He's got this little trick where he turns back on himself and no one's yes. worked it out yet. Yes. Um, no one's worked it out, but it's like, you can, it's just, you can get away from anyone. I, I absolutely love Dan Crowley. Fantastic, fantastic player. So by the sounds of that then, Tom, when we come to play on the 29th of December, we, we might have a, might have half a, half a sniff of getting something or are you saying that uh, despite your little blip at home, uh, you're still quite formidable? Um, I had a look the other day. I think we've got the joint best home record in the league with Stockport. Um, and that's saying we have lost to Wrexham, we have lost to Warsaw, and we've lost to Mansfield at home. Mansfield was a battering. Um, Warsaw was a, a comeback, and Wrexham, we didn't really have much in that game. I would say at this point, everybody in the league has an opportunity to beat us. Like, I don't go into any game thinking easy win. I fooled myself into thinking we could. We I was confident against Harrogate after recent performances, and I went there and thought I really do fancy us here, even with a makeshift defence, and we were one down in like eight minutes. Anyone had an opportunity against us, um, and I'd say Morecambe have as good a chance of beating Notts at the minute as Notts have a beating Morecambe, especially after you went to Doncaster and put five past them. And of course, we've got fifteen goal, well, fifteen goals at time of recording. Uh, striker in the form of Michael Mellon. You alluded to our, our front four all being young. I think Michael just turned 20 last week. We've got 19-year-olds right and left wing and and, and a 20-year-old uh, in the number 10. So uh, that youth and, and, and hitting on the on the counter-attack with pace and, and, and not route one by any means, but, uh, but certainly direct, that looks as if we might get some success then. Yeah, if they can press, if they can press for even 45 minutes, we've got we've got an issue. We played Bradford. I don't know if you saw it on Sky Sports back in November and we were yeah. falling up at half-time against Bradford. And they, I, I sat next to George over the podcast with him and I said, have they seriously come to Meadow Lane and sat in? I couldn't believe it. And within five minutes, Dan Crowley picked the ball up, put it between their centre-back and their left-back. Aaron and man crossed it at 1-0 up. Um, and I, I said, this is insane. Like, I think it's, I think it's Graham Alexander, their, their manager, has, has set them up like this. Second half, they came out and the only thing they changed was they pressed. And I, and they scored two goals and I sat in my seat and I thought, we're not going to win this game at one point. That is, that's how easy it, it really is. We have players that I think their confidence is shot. 
they don't know they don't necessarily have the confidence to play the risky ball so they play it left and right and I think what summed up our, our form at the minute is we passed the ball back to Aidan Stone our keeper so much on Saturday that every time we passed it back the Harrogate fans cheered ironically um, and I think that sums us up right now we need someone to be really brave and just just open teams up you're giving us plenty of um, plenty of cause for for optimism here, Tom. I'm I'm quite I'm quite uh, I'm quite optimistic speaking to you about this. But so maybe we're playing you at the, just the right time, just before the transfer window opens, or, or maybe it's the wrong time and the players will have one last chance to stay their claim to stay in the yeah. team before before new recruits are brought in, perhaps. Yeah, well, I spoke to a Warsaw fan before our game a few weeks ago, a guy that runs a YouTube channel, and he's, and, and some of the people commenting on the video said six 0 to not, and I said no, absolutely not. And I remember him saying to me, we cannot score. We will not score. And we lost 2-1 because they <clears throat> they pressed us. Second half, they came out and had nothing to lose. So I go into the game and I, I, I do see Knotts, maybe it's because I'm a Knotts fan, as a slight favourite, depending on what happens. I mean, if we get absolutely hammered by Stockport on Saturday, confidence is going to be well and truly shot. And if we don't get something against Doncaster, but, you know, if we this is football. If we go to Stockport and get a draw and then take that confidence, comfortably, comfortably beat Doncaster, on Boxing Day, you never know. It's what Knott's team turns up and it's if a Knott's team turns up for more than 45 minutes as well. Appreciate your time today, Tom. Thank you very much indeed, mate. Just before you go, we're at the halfway point of the season, aren't we? You've seen pretty much every single team in League One. Who has impressed you and who would you be in League Two, sorry. Uh, Who has impressed you and who do you think is in danger of falling through the trapdoor? Um, the only team I haven't seen, I think, is Stockport. I'm hoping I'm not going to say they impress me. Uh, I'd say Mansfield were unbelievable against us, and it pains me to yeah, say that. Well. Yeah. Mansfield were so so good. Swindon impressed me at the time, but they've fallen away a little bit. And Barrow really really impressed. We shouldn't have come away with a draw against Barrow, um, even though they scored an equalising eight second minute. They were a, a lot better than us. Teams that can really concern me to go down I would have said Forest Green but about three hours before recording this they've just got Troy Deeney as manager and I would say if you want a, a manager for half a season that's going to get your team up and going it's Troy Deeney won't keep him for any longer than that but he's going to get the players going Dutton I think are gone um, I can't see them coming back and I always had a bit of a question mark around Colchester at the start of the season because they their their average age of their squad is just over twenty four and I think that that if it gets difficult could be a problem. I suppose at this stage of the season that you are where you are in the table because that's where you deserve to be, isn't it? Really, it's a, it, it's as simple as that. One thing is for sure, it's going to be very tight towards the top end going forward. Then, Tom, my final question is uh, what lies in store for Notts County. Can you crack that top seven come the end of April? Or, or what do you need to be able to crack that top seven? I don't, want to be, I don't want to be too harsh on them, but I think we need either one very, very good centre-back, <clears throat> and Notts fans keep alluding to it because we saw him at Medellin, Aidan Flint for Mansfield, that, that calibre centre-back, or two just good centre-backs. So two good or one very, very good just to sort us out. Probably a replacement for Matty Palmer, who's who's out all season. Can we crack top seven? I'd probably be happy now if we got seventh place. Um, asked me that a month ago, and I would have been like, top three is realistic. And, and top three is realistic, but the way we're playing, I mean, if you average it out, we'll, 
and we carry on like this, we, we can see just under 90 goals. And I don't think any side has ever been promoted conceding 90 goals. I had a look, because I'm, I'm all about stats. In the last 12 yeah. seasons, only one side have conceded that many goals in the last 12 seasons in the whole whole division and, and they finished bottom. Wow. I think I think we conceded about that many when we got relegated from League One. So, uh, yeah, the, it, it's, it's it's the Kevin Keegan system, isn't it? Of uh, we'll, we'll have to win 5-4. It, 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 great when it works, but you're very much on the back foot when it doesn't. 100%. Yeah. And that, it's not sustainable either. It's, it's definitely not sustainable because it worked at the start of the season. Um, but it's clearly not working now because the worry is the last couple of weeks it's turned into we, we can't actually even score. We, we needed a direct free kick to score on Saturday. No shots in the second half against Warsaw, whose fans are predicting a 6 0 knots win. So, yeah, could all be very different when we play Morecambe now. And I hope it is. I hope we've gone to Stockport and that's the game that's kick-started it for us. Well, we hope it's a a couple of weeks after that, Sam, but we'll, uh, but we'll wait and see. Thank you very much, Adeem, my friend. Really appreciate that. Just one last thing before you go. We're not going to bring a massive amount of away fans, maybe a couple of hundred, 250, 300, maybe. It's it's that awkward bit between Christmas and New Year, isn't it? And on a Friday night as well, so uh, it's a working day for some people. But uh, for the people who are travelling, what can the away fans expect at Meadow Lane and, and in terms of hospitality, away pubs and that, what do we need to know? Um, yeah, we're a little bit of a way out of the centre, maybe like a 20 minute walk. There are some really good pubs around. I know a lot of fans come to Nottingham and they enjoy going to Hooters, which is nearby. Um, that's probably their favourite place to go. But yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a fair few pubs around. There's a Trent Navigation that welcomes a few away fans that's like sort of attached to the ground. Um, yeah, and I think it, it is a nice ground to visit, if I do say so myself. It's a nice uh, Football League standard ground. So it should be a good away day. Went to a stag to through around Nottingham about 15 years ago. We ended up in Hooters. So uh, if it's the same as what it was then, then uh, they're in for a surprise. That's all I can say. Uh, Tom, thank yeah. you very much indeed, mate. Really appreciate your time. Um, just before you go, give us a sales pitch one more time for uh, uh, Notts County Talk. Yeah, so Notts County Talk, YouTube channel, Thursday live, um, Pay This Perspective podcast, you see it in the Pay Stand. Um, we talk about a game that's just happened and, and a game to come, and also vlogs from, from all the games. Um, and there will be a vlog after the Morgan game, so there'll probably have been about eight or nine goals scored in that one. It will be nothing like a nil-nil. If it is like a nil-nil back in, uh, back in August, I'll be amazed because we don't do that anymore. So, um, yeah, there'll be a vlog after that if you'd like to, to catch that. It should be up from around 6 p.m. Lovely stuff. Tom, thanks very much, my friend. Speak to you next time and uh, good luck for the season and uh, happy new year after the 29th of December, of course. Cheers, and to you too. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.